This is Brick House, is bitch. Brick House. Oh, <laughs> this is Brick House. Uh, I'm okay. Joe Brennan. I'm Andrew Pissarro. This is the Brick House Pod, your favorite podcast about music. Welcome back to the Brick House Podcast, season four, episode nine. We are finally doing it, everybody. We got the White Claw taste testing. I'm Andrew Pissarro. Alongside Joe Brennan and the one and only Casey Wu with us today. Here. Boys, how are we all doing? Chilling. Glad to be here. Ready to rock. Ready to drink these claws. All of them. Ready to break some jaws, drink some claws. Lemon, mango, raspberry, and peach iced teas. Yeah, we're going to do a taste test on this episode. So this is uh shout out, shout out Brickhouse right now. This is, uh, we are returning to normalcy. We're getting fucked up on the podcast again. It's been a while since we did this. We've been we've been pretty good about being sober on pod, and um, I'm not going to say that. Uh, you know what? We've done some really great episodes, so I'm not I'm not mad about it at all. But uh, we, you know, we're returning to uh, returning to our roots today, and uh, we're, we're drinking on this one. Happy Brickhouse Thursdays, by the way, everybody. In case you haven't noticed, Brickhouse is now dropping every Thursday at midnight. Assuming I set it up right in uh, the in Anchor, I tried to set it up this past Thursday. Uh, turns out it's it's twelve. AM you want, not 12 PM. And I, I kind of fucked that up. And so that's why the pod dropped last week at noon and not at 12 AM. But you know what? Uh, we're learning. Always learning. This is uh, actually my first time I'm drinking with you guys on the podcast. We've had plenty of uh, run-ins with alcohol before, but first time on the brick house. So I'm ready to rock. And this won't be my last. Definitely. It definitely won't be your last. This is the first of many, Casey. I'm, I'm happy that we Glad could, uh, happy that we could, you know, break your cherry for this one. Hey, here he is. Here he is. Oh, you broke your cherry. Before we go on any further, yeah, let's get fucked. No, no, no. Before we go on any further, we need to start plugging the phone number. Please call us in at 917-740-6429. Hit that hotline. Let us know what you're listening to. Let us know if you have any questions. If you have some, is that the right phone number? Yes, I checked. I, I literally ring ring. I literally it's not seven two five oh six one six. Yeah, we changed phone numbers because I lost the old one. Remember, we've talked about this oh, on damn. podcast. I even wrote it down in a notepad. Joe obviously found it. <laughs> you you got to check the one that's in the Instagram at Brickhouse Pod. By the way, follow the rest of us at Andrew Passaro at Ba Da 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 at Cheese Casey Dilla. You can find all of that stuff over on Instagram where we're you know putting up. But before we go any further, we have to amend the record. We fucked up last podcast. Uh, in the top of the queue, we talked about shoegaze and more specifically this band. My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, um, so it turns out uh, I didn't listen to My Bloody Valentine much because I got them mixed up with a completely different band. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Bullet for My Valentine. Um, they're kind of Same. like this super hardcore metal band and um, not really my thing. Turns out Bullet for My Valentine, very good. I've been checking them out a lot lately and... You fucked it up again. I did. My bloody Valentine. There it is. Yep. See, this is this is my problem. There's so many Valentines. They're bloody. Like, I don't know what's going on. Just like Valentine's Day is not my thing. So I'm trying to get into the shoegaze one and not the metal one. And the shoegaze one is good. That's all I'm here to say. They have a really cool record that's red. It's on it's their top one on Spotify. I've listened to a bunch of tracks from it. Loveless. Loveless. And so, yes. Yeah, so Speaking of music, we always start this thing off with top of the queue. I'm going to start this thing off today. Today, actually two hours ago. I stumbled upon this band, Pillars of Ivory. One of my friends, Sividanis, showed me this in the backyard while we were both scratching our eyes out because of pollen allergies. This album is called Genesis Demo 2020. It's one song, it's 13 minutes, and it's a mix of underground hip-hop beats and New York City hardcore. That sounds amazing. It sounds like it doesn't mix, but it's fucking great. 
13 it minutes. takes like Biggie small samples. It takes Brothers Johnson samples and and then just all of a sudden there's hardcore music and it's fucking great. This sounds like this was specifically made for the Brickhouse podcast. Like they 100%. went into our brains for like, hey, what do these guys love the most? Okay, cool. Those two things that you wouldn't think sound right together. Let's do that. Sounds awesome. There's also nuggets of marijuana and joints on the album cover. Wow. Interesting. That, you know, people might be into that. Casey, what's on the top of your queue, Chief? You guys fucked me up the other day saying that you never heard Chef G and Sleepy Hollow. So I, I came with the goods today. Tiptoe, Chef G featuring Sleepy Hollow, both from Brooklyn. Similar sound, but both good drill rappers. All right, well, top of my queue. I've been listening to it all week since Joe sent it to me, I think, a week and a half ago. Finally took the time to listen to it. But the new Conway the Machine album, uh, La Maquina, so good, so good. I've I've heard some people like not really about it. He had me in the opening 15 seconds. I love the instrumental. The fact that he had a, a line in there about back to back MVPs MVP seasons like Patrick Mahomes, like slipping in a bunch of like sports references throughout the whole album. I liked it a lot. I think he does really good on his own tracks, but he, the tracks with. Uh, the track with uh, Ludacris and, and uh, JID or Jid, I don't know how to pronounce him. Scatterbrain, really good. I believe it's Jid. I, I think you're right. It is It is Jid. I also really like Blood Roses. 6.30 Tip-Off was great. I really liked it. I, I'm seeing some people not like it as much, but I will say this. It's definitely better than the other Griselda record that came out already this year. We've I feel bad for shitting on Benny the Butcher because we love him so much on this podcast, but I definitely liked it better than Plugs I Met 2. It's got that dark, murky style production on it. I'm seeing more development in the lyricism from Conway. So I liked it a lot. Not everyone does, but I, I that's what I've been bumping a lot lately. I, I've even heard that his 2020 releases were even better than this. So I do need to go back and, and throw those on as well. 2020 releases, the album with the, yeah, that's the one with the oh, shark. That's Lulu. That's, Lulu. that's the other one. They tend to release uh, three albums a year. These Bro, guys are... Yeah, they're insane. Those boys are crazy. He put out from King to a God, which my buddy told me was uh, shout out friend of the pod Nate. He said that's really good. And then he also did a record with somebody else. Why can't I not find it? Oh, if, oh, this year the Ghost. Yeah, if it bleeds, it can be killed. It's him and Big Ghost Limited or LTD. I would assume that's limited. They put out a record. He said that's also great. So I look. I've been in a big Conway hole right now, so I'm gonna keep bumping him. But that's uh, top of the queue for all of us. So. Go check those out. Again, if you want to let us know what's on the top of your queue, 917-740-6429. Are we starting to drink these yet? Oh, yeah. You can drink. Oh, yeah. I, we're drinking throughout the pod. Shit. Yeah. All right. Well, which ones did you crack? Whichever you want. Oh, yeah. Go for whatever. I'm on the raspberry one right now, and I'm not going to lie. I'm usually not a raspberry guy on the White Claw. I started with the raspberry, too. The raspberry one's really good. All right. I'm In my weekly listens of dozens and dozens of records... I've noticed a trend in new indie music. It seems, for some reason, there's a 70s revival. And it the 70s of, like, the cheesy, like, overproduced, like, drums and, like, Elton John-style rock sound. Like, there's this band, Drug Dealer, one word. Sounds like they're straight from, like, 1974. There's this other band, Born Rufians. Really cool. But, like, it sounds like that overproduced 70s sound. And that new St. Vincent album sounds like it's from 1976 maybe that's the new indie sound that's coming along i know the 1975 they have like that late 70s like early 80s like production sound 
but who knows? Seventies were a crazy time, man. They used tambourines a lot. I love the seventies rock. I, I've always been a seventies rock guy. Like honestly, the only decade that I'm really not fucking with the rock is kind of the eighties. And, and even to say that, like, it's more of the like overproduced hair metal that I don't like. But I do like the the thrash metal that came out of the eighties and kind of the like I don't know. I, I feel like the Americana, some of the Americana like style eighties stuff wasn't always my my vibe personally, but. I don't know. I always love the '70s, but then again, I'm a Zeppelin guy through and through. I've always been a Zeppelin guy, so it's like I can't not love the '70s. I mean, the Stone, the Stones were putting out good shit in the '70s. Uh, I mean, there's so many people were putting out good shit in the '70s. But uh, I'm with you, Joe. Like, I know what you're talking about because we, we've talked about this before. That like, you know, uh, we've seen shoegaze kind of rise and fall three or four times in the last like, a, you know. It was big in the '90s. It came back in the mid 2000s. It's kind of coming back again. Like that, you know that that sound of production. I, I think too. Part of it is like think about the kids now. Like you know we're we're all 28. You know our parents were in their their 20s in the 70s. Like we all grew up with our parents being like, oh, this was the pop and song, and they're playing that for their kids. So it makes sense that mus- musicians now still kind of grew up with stuff from the 70s, even though they grew up in like the early 2000s. Like. Their parents were influencing them on other stuff. So I don't know. It makes sense. I'm not. I'm about it. I, dude. I the '70s are, are one of those decades that if I could go back to the '70s and see live shows at, I would do that in a fucking heartbeat. 100. percent And totally, you're totally right. Things 100 percent go in cycles like that. Like if you go back 10 years ago, you'll have people that are obviously 10 years older than us, and they were making music that sounded like it could have been like a '60s revival kind of sound. Like you had the Beach Fossils. You had Beach House, you had Wild Nothing, you had Real Estate. Like, it had that Beach Boys kind of... That surf rock vibe. Exactly, yeah. So, maybe, and maybe in 10 years from now, there'll be like a mid-80s to late-80s, like, kind of revival of whatever the fuck was going on between 85 and 89. Let me know when the grunge revival comes, because that's what I'm ready for. I had the flannels just sitting over there in the closet, ready to come out anytime. I'm ready to go. Our midlife crisis. Oh, our midlife crisis? I'm down for that. I'm so, I'm so pumped for our midlife crisis now. That's gonna be awesome. We're gonna we're gonna just be like forty years old, growing our hair out, chain smoking cigarettes, wearing shitty old flannels. Yeah, barely fit us anymore. One hundred percent. Just uh, drinking PBRs. Oh wait, we do that now. And uh, going to grunge shows. Oh wait, we do that now too. So I mean, are we already at our midlife crisis? Probably a little bit. A long time ago, I actually promised my best friend that I wouldn't live past the age of sixty. Once I turned thirty, I would start wearing diapers full time. So I got like a year and a half left. Do you know what branded diapers you're going to wear? No. I'm, I think I'm just going to test them all out and see which one holds all my shit the best for like maybe the longest period of time or like how big, like if I could take a big leak in one and not have it drip down my leg or something like that. These are the important are you going to fully commit with this? What? Are you going to fully commit with this? Um, I have, I mean, I, I promised. <laughs> You can't break it. Was it a picky promise? I don't think it was, but I promise. Casey Wu, man of his word. At least, I'll at least be spending my 30th birthday in a diaper. <laughs> and that's why we love Casey, because he is so loyal. He's the true ride or die. He really is. He Cheers, really boys. is. And, I mean, he, he opened the throne talk perfectly. Not different kind of throne, if you know what I mean. He's always sitting in his throne. But I wanted to, to – we're midway through the season. We haven't done this in a while. I don't know if we've ever done this on pod, but I wanted to open the conversation of – it. Who's the best rapper in the game right now? Let's check the throne. 
because frankly, it's been a while since Kendrick Lamar put out a record. I've always been a guy who's Kendrick's the best in the game, but we haven't gotten a new Kendrick record since 2017 with Damn. Jay Cole's put out some good stuff, but nothing I would say that's overly prolific. I've never been one to say Drake is the best in the game at rapping. Like he's a great artist, he's a great musician, but I would have never said he's the best rapper in the game. But I'm gonna say a guy right now who's none of those guys, who's gotten a huge start from from the, you know, come out of the underground and really got into the forefront, got nominated for a Grammy last year. For me, the guy who's the king of the game, he's put out two great records. He's going to have another record come out eventually this year, but it's the one and only Freddie Gibbs. Like, uh, his record with The Alchemist last year was perfect. Chef's Kiss, that's Alfredo. His previous release with Mad Lib, Bandana, was excellent. Great record. He's put out a bunch of singles in in a little in a in a stretch here since then. He's done stuff with Big Sean. He's done stuff by himself. All of those have killed. It for me, it's got to be Freddie Gibbs, the best rapper right now. Honestly, I'll 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 go while he continues to consume his alcohol. I'm probably gonna catch some shit for this, but I don't really care because I I believe it in my heart of hearts that for as long as he's alive on this planet, Eminem is the best rapper in the game. Really, that is a take. I like that. Yeah, I mean, like you said. Kendrick Cole, they're they're both definitely elite, top level, top tier guys. I'm, you know what, Conway, Benny, they're pushing it yeah. too. They're definitely on their way up. And you know what? Every time I have this conversation, one of my friends brings up Jay Z and Kanye West, and it's it's always hard because like they've been around for so long. They also haven't put out shit like recently. Kanye kind of like went off on his his uh church music route for a little bit yeah eminem lyricism vocabulary the way he rides a beat and i think he gets a lot of shit because of like the dumb shit he says but your favorite rapper has said some dumb shit i promise i would pay money to see a rap battle between freddie gibbs and eminem and you wouldn't even need a guy beatboxing in the background the two of them could just go off that's it. That's another part of it is freestyling. Like if anybody wants to come for his, I would pay a lot of money to see that. I would too. That would be so much fun. Joe, who you got? Like serious. I would, I would give like hundreds of dollars to watch that. Joe, who's got the crown. So I'm going to say same answer as Andrew. Freddie Gibbs. Like he can rap over anything. What he could rap over fucking Sesame street. He's, he's the best right now. He's just gotten better with age. Like he's been doing this for fucking fifteen or so years. Like he was coming up in the blog MySpace era. Like he came up with Young Jeezy like fucking like ten, twelve years ago, and then he just got better. He got Madlib to do two albums. Who like Madlib doesn't make albums for anyone. Like fucking MF Doom, he made an album with fucking doing the new one with fucking Logic, which is crazy. New single is really cool, by the I way. I just listened to it today. It's it's pretty good. Logic coming it's out of retirement. Good. He did Logic did do an underground tape under a different pseudonym after MF Doom died, inspired by MF Doom. Uh, I haven't talked about it on this podcast because I've kind of been off my Logic shit for a while, but it was really good. I it, I don't think it's on streaming services. You have to go listen to it on like YouTube or something. But I would recommend checking it out if Logic is somebody you liked and if you liked MF Doom. You'll enjoy it. There's no way you won't have fun for like the 45 minutes on it. He produced a lot of it too, and he included a lot of those like MF Doom style skits taken from like the old uh, Fantastic Four skits and stuff like that. So it's it's really cool. But yeah, I, the working with Madlib is big for me. But the answer really is like Freddie really stole the throne in my mind. Like it was Kendrick's, and the fact that it's been four years since we gotten a project like Damn that like. 
But it's an interim belt. Last week or this week? No, it was Wednesday. This is coming out on the seventh or sixth. Yeah, I know. My I already changed my calendar to May, so it was Wednesday of April of whatever day that was. Top Dog Entertainment teased some video saying that there was new Top Dog Entertainment shit coming out on May 7th, which would be tomorrow because this is coming out on the 6th. What is it going to be? Is it a new SZA record? Is it the new Kendrick record? Is it new fucking J-Rock or Absol? Schoolboy Q, perhaps? Who knows? But any of what I just mentioned would be amazing. They've been teasing the idea of Kendrick coming out with a new record for a while now. I feel like it's been kind of discussed very, like secretly on the internet and it's supposed to be like crazy classic rock influenced which oh you've got kendrick and guitar solos like fuck yeah sign me up like i said last episode here's my arm just hook it right in there i'm all about it but i need a new kendrick record already like i'm i'm damn is so good all i mean all of his records are great damn i saw it this week it's the first record in the history of music to have every single track certified gold which is ridiculous on any record like that's like beatles level quality but i don't even know if the beatles have an, an entire album yeah, maybe crazy. like sergeant pepper or or revolver or something like that where the rubber soul. rubber soul the fact that kendrick did it so young i have heard this take from people like yo it's kendrick he's only gonna put it out if it's absolutely excellent you know we've talked about the rappers who put out too many tracks put out too many albums frankly we've complained about drake putting out these saturated records where Hey, if you cut Scorpion in half, it'd be an all-time record because there's just too many tracks. Frankly, it's like, Kendrick, I need something, man. Like, do pull an MF Doom. Like, put it in, put it out under a pseudonym so that, like, it's not Kendrick Lamar. But give me something, man. Like, I, I absolutely love listening to his music. And, I, I mean, I want to see the dude live. We're not seeing guys live just yet. That's coming. New York is healing. But that's what I want right now. I just want another Kendrick album. I, I feel, when did they tease that? Because I read, um... It was, I think, Wednesday. I read earlier this week also that apparently J. Cole is going to drop the fall-off or the warm-up. I'm so down for that. J. Cole yeah, and Kendrick in the same year. I love them both, but J. Cole, I, I think I favor J. Cole a little more. J. Cole's my guy. I saw him and I saw them both. I saw Kendrick and Travis, which was actually maybe the craziest concert I've ever been to. Really, really odd, though. Travis opened. And went on by himself. What year was this? I think this was right after Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight came out. Oh, wow. So what's that, 2016, 2017? Yeah. Yeah. So he, it was Travis and Kendrick. And I went with a couple of my friends. We were talking about, like, who we think might open for them or if we heard if anybody else was going to maybe, like, they were going to bring anybody out. Concert started at 730. Went into Radio City. Excellent concert venue. Can't wait to get back in there. 7.30 on the dot. Lights go off. Kendrick comes out. No opening act. Went on for like an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes straight. One of the craziest raging concerts I've ever seen. And then there was like a halftime. There was like an intermission after Travis of like 45 minutes where they were just playing music on the speakers. And then Kendrick came out. And then he did his whole set for like two hours. It was crazy. Holy shit! Disappointing though because no goosebumps. I think he he did goosebumps when I when I saw him. Yeah, I saw him on the Astro World tour, and that was I mean that was a great show too. Well, Travis did it. Travis did it. But that's the one song that they have together, and they didn't do it together. Like I thought that's that was weird. a little weird. That was weird. That is. But weird. I mean that was sick. And then J Cole I saw by himself in Madison Square Garden. 
Will, uh, what's his name? Will Smith's son, Jaden Smith, opened for him and actually brought out Will Smith. That's awesome. It That's was, awesome. That was sick. Did he bring out his boyfriend, Tyler, the creator, as well? Uh, he might have been there throwing roses or something, creating. Have you seen the meme where it's like, if Tupac came back to life, what two rappers or songs would you show him since he died? Oh, my God. That's really tough. I would show him 6 9 so I could tell him you killed the wrong Brooklyn rapper. <laughs> good Fucking that's asshole. really good that's really good that's really good <laughs> that's a good um, question though i mean it's got well kendrick's got to be one of them for me but or but i could also you could say jay and kanye but think like this is all the way back to 97 so that's 20 25 years that's math is not my strong point it's a long time tupac knew jay-z i think jay would have been of, around yeah honestly I like kendrick be. and cole are probably the ones because they're conscious and tupac was conscious as fuck he was yeah. a really educated individual and I feel like those two are right on with them, smart as whips, very involved in the community. Both Kendrick and Cole were, you know, marching with all the Black Lives Matter protests earlier in the year and, you know, showing up for the community, not just tweeting about it and shit. So I feel like those would be the guys. I agree with that. Going into songs, I would show him 99 Problems <laughs> by Jay-Z. That's a good one. Because he knows Jay-Z, and it would be cool for Tupac to see, like, the progression of someone he knew. 99 Problems is probably a culture shock, too. Like, to be from the mid-90s and to to skip everything and to just go to 99 Problems is Mm -hmm. probably crazy. And then I would show him All Right by Kendrick Lamar. That album is underrated. Can you imagine Kanye producing for Tupac? Oh, my God. Kanye West is a production genius. Yeah. He's fucking crazy. Dude, imagine the Alchemist and fucking Tupac. Yo, that the old school jazz beats, like the the crate digging stuff, that would be sick. That would be so, be so good. Amazing. Oh, shout out to the new Alchemist record, by the way, very good. So, um, it's four, it's it's four tracks, and it's with a bunch of different instrument, with a bunch of different rappers rapping over stuff, and then the second for the the back half of the album. Or the B side, if you got the vinyl, is just the instrumentals. He just dropped the instrumentals, which is so cool. Like I, I would love to see more producers do that because like it, it it puts the stuff out there for other people to kind of like do stuff with. And I feel like the Alchemist would be the type of guy who would be cool with people like taking the stuff that he sampled and sampling on top of it. I mean, I want to get the I think the Alchemist for me is is like a is Mount Rushmore of guests we could have on this podcast if we could do an episode shooting the shit with the Alchemist. I, I think we'd just have to cancel everything after this because <clears throat> we would peak. All downhill from there, unless you get action. Speaking oh, of yeah. which, is probably that 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 alchemist action lamb over rice shit. Mm, this is delicious. Crazy. One of my favorites. Crazy. It's such a. There's a track TV dinners on this new um, alchemist release with uh, this rapper Sideshow and Boldy James, who was one of our favorite rappers of last year. Fantastic track. You gotta check it out. TV dinners. Also, speaking of TV dinners, commercials. We have a word from our sponsor. Is your nose running all day? Are your eyes itching? Are you having problems in the bedroom? Whoops, whoops, wrong commercial. Are your seasonal allergies preventing you from blacking out in the park on a Saturday afternoon? Well, we have the thing for you. From the makers of Molly Water, introducing Bricklinol, the first allergy medication specifically made to take while you're doing the alcohol. Just take two pills with the first drink of the day. Don't worry about your liver at all. You won't have eyes that can be irritated at all anymore. <laughs> Bricklinol, approved by two out of 23 doctors. Find it at your local CrossFit. 
for allergies and getting fucked up, Bricklinol. Ask your local CrossFit instructor if Bricklinol is right for you. All right, welcome back to the Brickhouse Podcast. Andrew Pissarro, Casey Wu, Joe Brennan here with you. Guys, I have to say it. New York is healing. Things are coming together where most of us are halfway vaccinated, 100% vaccinated. We're getting vaxxed. Things are coming together. We're getting those nice days again. The weather's coming about. Rooftop drinking is back. And that being said, I was over on my friend's roof the other night. He texted me. He goes, boys, we're drinking. This afternoon, as Casey cracks another claw, we're drinking this afternoon. Andrew, can you pull up? I know you have those wireless, spe- those Bluetooth speakers. I get there at like 7 o'clock. I left at one thirty in the morning. I was on aux the entire time. Oof. That's stressful. Let me tell you. How big did your dick feel at the end of the night? I had people come up to me and tell me, yo, dude, you crushed it on the aux tonight. That is the nicest thing that anyone could ever say to me. I don't want you to be like, yo, I loved your podcast. Well, I do want you to tell me you love your podcast. I don't want you to tell me that I look good. I do want you to tell me that I look good. I, I don't want to tell you tell me that I'm like a good person. Just tell me that I do a good job when I'm in charge of the music. Because I'm the curator of the vibe at that moment. And that is so much pressure. Like an absurd amount of pressure. Especially when we've all been stuck inside for the last 15 months. And I've been listening to my stuff. We know that I listen to a bunch of underground hip hop. And it's like, okay, like, are we doing hip hop right now? Are we doing EDM? Are we doing like classic rock? Are we doing like 90, summer hits of the 90s? I took the vibe from like current hip hop bangers, summer hits of the 90s, 90s hip hop bangers, back to summer hits of the 90s, into some like sprinkling some 2000s hits of the summer. You're going to get to sprinkle that in there. And it was quite the challenge to curate the vibe, but to keep having people like, yo, I haven't heard this in forever was the most satisfied feeling that I've ever had. But at the same time, it was just like, we kept kind of like picking up people, like people either kept coming over or we'd meet people on the rooftop or wherever. We were just like picking up stragglers to the crowd. And I only had, I only played one song twice and it was because I put on a song for someone and they left and then they came back and were like, yo, where, where does my song? That was probably Probably the only hard part of the evening is like when the one person whines, hey, where's my song? But I got you next, bro. It's next in the queue. It's next in the yo, queue. Yo, I hate <laughs> I used to DJ. I hated it when those chicks would be like, yo, can you play Katy Perry? Oh. Can you play the Revivalist? And I'm like, I'll, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And they kept coming up. And I'm like, no, get I out of here. I got a get funny story. One time I was on the Aux in Scranton. And it was like we were like a barbecue type of outdoor chilling type of shit. So it I mean, we were playing some rap music, like a couple party songs, but like chilling. This girl comes up to me and goes, "What do you know about Hall and Oates?" <laughs> oh, that! <laughs> Tell me you're a white girl without telling me you're a white girl. <laughs> Yo, first, I looked up at her. I was like, "I got to be honest with you. I don't really know too much about Hall and Oates." <laughs> I don't know dick about Hall and Oates. <laughs> so. She was like, oh, come on. Like, how do you not? I was like, and then she she was like so distraught over the fact that I didn't like wasn't playing into it. She walked away and then she came back like a half hour later. She was like, can you play Blackbird by the Beatles? I was like, of all fucking songs you want me to play at this backyard party. That is it's not the any, Beatles song for this Anything vibe. from Hall and Oates or Blackbird by the Beatles. You could take a walk, miss. That, that is not cool. the vibe. So I did fuck up. I didn't play anything by Sum 41, which this was. We were like, we were getting into that that 2000s summer hits, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, 
the cool track. Well, all the tracks are cool, but you know what I mean. Um, I didn't play anything by Sum 41. I forgot to play Easy Rider by Action Bronson. And I forgot to play, there was another song, there was another hip-hop song that I wanted to play that I forgot. I like, came home the next day and I, I texted my boys like, yo, my bad. I like completely fucked up. I didn't play like all the, I literally have a running playlist of shit I forgot to play at Ellie's when I was on Ox. Oh, I forgot to play Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza and International Players Anthem by uh, Outkast and UGK. But... Speaking of playlists, and if this is going to happen to you anytime soon, we're going to be out with your friends. We know the beach weather's coming. I'm going to have a uh, Sublime Action Bronson fusion uh, playlist coming for Memorial Day weekend. But if you're looking for new shit to play and you're, you're someone hands you the ox or you, you take over with the Bluetooth speakers at your friend's place where you're out, you know, barbecuing, whatever, as the weather gets nicer, Joe Brennan has the cure for you. Let me tell you. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Yes, coming at you, the 2021 spring playlist. The best of the underground rap. The best of the overground rap. The best indie from Australia. If you want fucking Moroccan Music. bangers, <laughs> this is the playlist for you. It's the best shit from the past two months. It's called 2021 Spring. Find it on Highlights, on the Instagram Brickhouse page. It's nine and a half hours. Throw it on shuffle. You might enjoy it. You might love it. Give it a listen. I walked around Maria Hernandez Park today, checking out some tracks, throwing some hearts on the Spotify, listening to it this afternoon, found some great new shit that I'm going to check out. I will say, Joe, quite the little run on indie bands that are a little like um, that are a little noodly with some very cool female lead singers that I was really vibing with. I, I, I There were a bunch of new people. It's like. Oh, I would go see these guys in concert. I would go see these guys in concert. I'm going to follow. Oh, like Lily Mayo, the one that we just interviewed last week. Yep. If you didn't listen to that interview, best interview that we've ever done. Turns out the best way to do a great interview on this podcast, tell the person you're interviewing to do an edible beforehand. So that's the new, like, if you do an edible. Yeah. Just shoot up an edible before you do a podcast with us. Um, but just stick it up your, just boof that shit. I think that's how it works best, right? That's what that's what they tell me. I don't know. I don't. That's what the kids tell me. But check that out. It hurts. I don't know. I, not that I know from experience. <laughs> oh, you have experience shoving things up your. <laughs> no, never, never happened. Uh, going back to that party from the other night, I will say I <clears throat> New York oh, re- the party where people were shoving shit up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that did not happen <laughs> at all. Going, you can tell that we're starting to go off the rails because Joe is getting a little <laughs> fucked up right now. I did have another moment happen that hasn't happened to me because of the pandemic in quite a long time. Uh, this girl was there and we started talking, flirting a little bit. We're connecting. I couldn't, coincidentally enough, she lived close by, so we were connecting about the best bodega in the area. I and mean, then we were also connecting about Sopranos and a couple other things musically. And I'm like, okay, cool. My phone's charging downstairs, but like, I got to run get my phone. I got to get this girl's number. And I get down, I, I get downstairs and her friend pulls me aside and goes, Hey, I just want to let you know she has a boyfriend. And I swear to God, I have never, like, I've had this happen to me plenty of times before. I'm sure it'll happen plenty of times again. But that moment you're like connecting with someone, you're like, Oh, this person's cool. I definitely like want to grab a drink with them outside of this party. I want to get their info and get out of here. Frankly, it was the end of Sopranos where like, my whole vision just cut to black and I lost everything. It was just like, it is time for me to leave. I already, it was already time for me to leave, but that was the moment where it was like, it, this is even done. It's like, I thank the person. I think the girl who told me like, thank you so much. Really appreciate you saving my time. 
But frankly, like I want to make this a thing where I want this to be the universal term. You're you're vibing with someone, you're, and then you find out that they have a boyfriend, they have a girlfriend, they're in a relationship, whatever. That moment is just. It really is the ending of Sopranos where it's like, fuck. Cut to black. There should be a sign. Like, let's say, like, you see someone that you know that has a boyfriend or a girlfriend hitting on someone. And, like, you make eye contact with someone. And, like, they, like, let's say, like, you rub your shoulder really hard. Or, like. Oh, so you're talking, like, third base know, like, coach you, signs? You tug your ears. And then they see you tugging your ears. And they're like, oh, my God. They tug their ear. That means they have a boyfriend. You know, I'm not going to talk to this person anymore. I just think people in relationships should have to, like, go out with, like, a scarlet letter on. Like, uh, just, like, a giant thing on their forehead that says, I'm in a relationship, don't talk to me. So, yeah, uh, that's called getting sopranoed. And um, it, it just shows that everything is coming back. Like, we're we're almost all the way back from COVID. Like, I was DJing on a rooftop until 1.30 in the morning on a Wednesday and hit on a girl who has a boyfriend. Like We're back. We're all we're the way back. back. I was in a bar like, last night. We are back, baby. We are fucking back. We are back. Yeah. Classic. We are back. That's we right. are back. We're back. We're 100% back. Uh, so speaking of The Sopranos, I'm about to finish the, my like seventh or eighth rewatch. So to close today's episode, we're going to do a top five. Top five bad guys on today's podcast. Um, we're going to whip through these real quick and then uh, close the podcast. And you guys can get about your day. Hopefully we made you laugh. Found you some new music, and uh, you enjoyed us. This lemon so, iced tea White Claw is a piece of shit. Just letting you know. Oh yeah, let's do that real quick. Um, the lemon one is the lemon one. Just tastes. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to the top five in a second. Let's do an official review for all that, for all of them. Um, the peach one is okay. I think the lemon one's not great. Let me try yeah, the try uh, the mango, the mango real quick. Well, then let me chug this this third definitely, white claw. Definitely, you don't quick. need to chug it, Joe. Don't chug it. Raspberry is definitely my favorite. <laughs> the lemon can go to hell. Yeah. Raspberry is my favorite because it was cold. <laughs> Everything after that was warm. The raspberry was my favorite. Peach is good. Peach, peach is definitely the second nice. best. The, peach, the lemon one's the best when it's cold, but right no, now it's warm it and it tastes like, like piss. The the problem with the lemon one is it just tastes like a lower quality. Um, Arnold Palmer. Yes, exactly. And I'm just like, this is not what I signed up but for. But it gets you. But drunk. it also tastes like I mean, unsweetened. Like it tastes like tea. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's not enough sugar in it. I mean, I get that there's only I one. I think gram the mango one is the worst one. The mango one tastes I like bad. I feel bad for you that you've associated it with that, but I also agree that it's the worst <laughs> one. <laughs> But to be fair, so the the real review, these white claws, they do what they're the supposed to do. They alcohol. get you fucked I, up. I'll say this though. I'm on number seven for of the night. Would so, would any of you guys take these white claws over the other no. two white claws? In claw fact, packs? I would take the third one, I think, over the first pack. You know what? I'm not sure. I haven't had the third what pack do you mean? enough. But that blackberry one is definitely my favorite. No, the black no. cherry. So they came out with the, a third pack. You guys didn't see it? Oh, the surge. There's three I now. They had two. <laughs> I thought there's a third one. The first one is. Well, and there's also the yeah, surge. That one I the, didn't see. The eight percent one. That ones. one I didn't see yet. The third one is blackberry, strawberry. They reused mango. I forgot what the other one is. Pineapple. Pineapple? No, the pineapple's in the other one. Watermelon. No. Passion fruit. No. No. Maybe. Guava. 
boysenberry? Yeah, okay, I found it. It's blackberry, mango, strawberry, and pineapple. That's right. I haven't tried these yet. Blackberry I haven't tried these at all. Best. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm down. Next episode. I- I'm still watermelon is my go-to. Watermelon's my Tangerine top is dog. the best one, in my opinion, of the first two. Tangerine was my number two, so but, I, I yeah. see where you're going from there. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Let's hit this top five right, hard, let's and let's hit it fast. Let's do it rapid fire. Casey, what's your top five? All right. Scar from The Lion King because he killed his fucking brother. Horrible. Ruthless. Maybe the worst of them all. Joker, a genius, but also kills all the people himself, which I can appreciate. Thanos, the internal struggle. Two villain movie. Big time. Kills the universe. Gets it back. You know, big, big. Uh, The Monstars. Oh, I'll take Aliens mixed with Charles Barkley any day of the week. And uh, last but not least, Regina George. A huge bitch. A life ruiner. She ruins people's lives. Yeah. But kind of hot. She did She did ruin people's lives. I like that choice. I like I like that choice a lot. Joe, you got yours? Or you want me to go? I do have mine, but you're going to go first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with um, Team Rocket from Pokemon. Um, they're, they're hilarious bad guys, but they're, they're, they are evil, and they're trying to steal Pokemon. Who would try to do that to people? I'm going to go with Gus from Breaking Bad. Uh, meticulous. Probably one of the most, like, uh, meticulous villains I've ever watched. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Tywin Lannister slash the Mountain from from Game of Thrones. The two of them just fucked people up ruthlessly and took over countries and ruined lives. I'm gonna go with Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards by Quentin Tarantino. It's so such a good role, well played. And then um, I think this is five. Um, I what Team Rocket? Um, I think that was four. Gus. Hans Landa, the mountain. Yep, and my number one is Emperor Palpatine Ooh. from Star Wars. A genocidal maniac, killed all the Jedi, ruled the galaxy, ruined ruined the Chosen One, could shoot fucking lightning out of his hands, and also didn't die after he got thrown down to the sh- down the, the the shaft in the Star Wars Episode Six. Somehow comes back, has a granddaughter. It's Palpatine for me. Joe, Wonderful. number five, Bin Laden. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> He did have pretty dope VHS tapes, though. So, respect on that end. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Fuck out of here. Number four. Plankton. Yo, you're kind of cool, but you're a villain, so fuck off. Um, the Chum Bucket, I wouldn't eat there. I heard you had, like, a 3.3 review on Yelp. Nah, that sucks. Get out of here. Number three. Darth Vader. The Death Star, it's blown up. Dude, you suck. You were a fucking manager of that shit, and it fucking blew up? Nah, you suck. Get out of here. Um, anonymous, you still are identities, but you're kind of cool about it. So you're number two, and number one, MF Doom, the number one villain of all. I think MF Doom was the only one that you liked. It seemed like you were roasting the other ones. <laughs> well, Anonymous, I kind of like, but I can't be outwardly like advocating for Anonymous. You know, even uh, though you just did on your podcast. Well, no one listens to this. <laughs> okay. He says, "Is he? Is he?" No one listens. This. <laughs> All right, well, um, <laughs> these white clothes are great. All right, well, this was a true. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening to the Brick House Podcast. This is I'm Andrew Bassaro. This is Joseph Brennan with Casey Wu. This is the Cheesy Casey DMN. Bye bye. After all.